Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome as always. Thank you for joining us. Delighted to be spending our day with you. we got a great show as always for you. Lots of interesting information. And uh, thank you for finding us however you did that. You can find us in many ways. Tell your friends on pretty much every streaming service in the universe, like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google, uh, you can just find us everywhere. Yeah, I think they found us if they're listening, for sure. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> I said at the beginning, however you found us this time. Right, tell your friends. friends. That's what yeah, we need. Exactly. You're going to enjoy exactly. today's show. We yeah, have a ton of good, of stuff. good stuff going today. Yeah, so how was your week? Uh, busy, a lot going on with Google I.O., which we're going to talk about later. But we got stories about Microsoft and Apple yeah, and iPhones yeah. and you have a Dell laptop story, so I I'm do. looking forward I to the show today. New, yeah, just bought a new Dell laptop, so I want to talk about that and, the, and a great okay. uh, server story. So other than that, uh, I guess you found uh, – this is kind of interesting. You know, the vaccine thing is getting very interesting. Uh, oh. American Airlines debuted a vaccine passport. What is that? Well, you know, I find it interesting. Again, same – let's repeat last week that there's so much confusion – and so many very, I mean, right here in Los Angeles, you can go there if you're vaccinated. You can't go there if you're not vaccinated. You right. can go there if you're not vaccinated and you wear a mask. You know, I just yeah, figured it's very just, confusing. Er, just everybody wear a mask and let us go everywhere by now. Yeah, <laughs> just, right. Exactly. Just wear a mask and, and we're done with it. So anyway, uh, as someone who does did a lot of travel... Um, I felt very uncomfortable when I got the email from the Los Angeles County and said, we have partnered with such and such an app so you can carry around proof of your vaccine. Right. And I thought to myself, well, I can carry around the card. Right. I can carry around a picture of it. That works for me. Uh, once you sign up, just as a reminder, once you sign up with a third party, they are getting your data. And this right. is HIPAA-protected data because your birth date is there. There's a lot more information. And I haven't read the privacy notice, but I don't recommend that you use a third-party app for anything. But American Airlines now debuts a vaccine passport within a mobile app. Now, um, when you travel, they have your ID. <laughs> They know who you are. They know where you were born. They know, you know, if you have a passport, all your information is encoded in that passport. So pretty much they already have it. I mean, when you book an international flight, you have to put down all kinds of information. Mm -hmm. So the fact that American Airlines is going to do it, who already has uh, your info, and it, quote, it's healthcare, a hit health passport mobile app. So it is an American Airlines app, which makes me feel that's not a third party. They hired people to build it for themselves and their travelers. So I feel kind of safe er with this because er. they er because they already have access to all this data except the fact that you have a vaccine. Right. So I'm definitely going to use it. Uh, they say it paves the way for Americans to support the uh, travel corridor between the U.S. and the European Union. Mind you, you still can't go to the U.K., so there's that. 
Yeah, but, exactly. Um, I mean, there, well, there's some issues going on with this. Um, someone was, a California man was arrested in a suspected fake COVID-19 vaccine card operation. So oh, the, the paper all over. ones, I know, yeah. All so all the over. paper ones can theoretically be copied and not be real. So that's creating some of these problems. I don't know. I suppose you could fake a digital one as well. But, yes, you uh, could that, easily fake yeah. a digital one. I know yeah. how to make a QR code. It's simple. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it, you know, and, and you know, you kind of hope that people. I mean, you're always going to get scummy people to do things like that, but you kind of hope people are being honest about it. Look, if you don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated, but at least be upfront about it. You know, because well, there are what I've read, that, yeah, know. what I've read about this is you input your information, and they cross reference with the county or whomever gave you the, uh, because you put in batch number, I would assume the whole thing. So there is a trail and they do confirm it. So I'm much more comfortable with this. And I'm sure the third party apps will confirm it too and get more information on you. Uh, You know, hey, I'm, I'm old. My data probably isn't worth a whole lot (laughs) except to, except to insurance companies and mortuaries. But uh oh. I'm just saying. Old. Oh my god. I'm just saying that uh protecting your data no matter what your age right. is very important. Yeah, and we've been talked about this. I uh I think I mentioned last week that I'm going to be going to my first Laker game next week and they have an all vaccinated section. Yeah, I don't like you that. You have to you have to go there, you know, prove the uh, you have to have proof. You have to have proof that you've been 2 weeks beyond your second shot or they won't let you sit in there. So it was well. It was really I bought tickets for the Hollywood Bowl uh, for the Fourth of July with the fireworks and the whole thing. I am so oh, yeah. amped up about that. Yeah, that but the bottom line is, you have to be vaccinated. Now they say they have an unvaccinated section, which strikes right. me a little ridiculous. A yeah, we're outdoors. <laughs> yeah. Because when you buy the tickets, there's no option for the unvaccinated section. You just buy your tickets. Yeah. So right. I, I'm just praying that by the time July 4th rolls around, things will have loosened up and maybe yeah. they'll just be happy with people wearing masks. I mean, I'm vaccinated, right. but I really, you know, for those who didn't want to be vaccinated, they have a right. Of course and they yeah. they're not spreading it to me. Well, and hopefully. they're wearing a mask and we already yeah. know the virus is airborne. So... Let's just get over it. Wear masks and go about our business. Well, even when you go to the vaccinated section at the Lakers games, they uh, make you wear a mask. So you have to, even while you're there, you have to wear a mask. Even if you've been in, even if you're in the vaccinated section, you cannot eat food at your seat. And I don't know how this works yet because I haven't been there. Yeah, because that makes it fun. To me, half the part of going to a sports event is eating the the food. Well, yeah. And the way they're doing it is they send a text to you. You go on your, I guess I assume you go on the Laker app. You order your food. They then tell you when it's ready. You then go upstairs from the arena, get your food, and eat in a designated area. And I don't know how it's set up. For God's sakes. And that's because. Well, the reason for that is if you're eating at your seats, you're taking off your mask. Right, and but you're already you sitting in a vaccinated section. Uh, hey, I understand, but this is their, you know, this is the way they uh, I totally get it. And you know, yeah. we've been told for months now to follow the science, and right. now nobody is following the science. The science yeah. is the virus is airborne. You right. wear a 
I think it's the Hollywood Bull says you need to be double masked. You double mask. It ain't going anywhere. So just wear masks and let us get about our business. It's just, yeah, wouldn't that be it's nice? gotten ridiculous. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, okay, so about you a decade. You scared me with, 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 with this story, this next story coming up about, uh, about the, uh, the a malware? malware on Mac. And that, that yeah, blew, me, blew me away. You know, the, the, the claim to fame for Mac users back in the day, and I'm talking about probably 10 years ago, was that you didn't have to worry about malware on a Mac because the percentage of people that were using Macs was small enough that hackers went, eh, don't care, not enough people. We want to get to the PC users who, you know, at those days was 95% of the mm -hmm. computer planet. Um, and they even ran a commercial uh, known as PC Sneezed repeatedly as he explained computer viruses to a confused fellow called Mac. Uh, you better stay back. This one's a doozy, blah, blah, blah. And it was Justin Long, who's an actor, who's a good actor. And, you know, he did a lot of Apple commercials. Uh, and that helped them to, you know, have people not worry about Macs. Right. But last, yeah. But now uh, Apple has identified a couple of pieces of malware on its own uh, with the help of third-party people. Uh, it can infect hundreds of thousands of computers before uh, Apple stamped it out. And last May, he said there have been 130 types of Mac malware that has infected 300,000 systems. Um, the, the, the guy that's talking about this from uh, Apple still says he believes that they're more secure than PCs. But he yeah, made but it the fact that they didn't let anybody know, I mean, this is where yeah. it falls down. I mean, well, yeah. now we have a law that if there's a breach, you absolutely have to tell your customer. Right. And uh, yeah. this to me is some sort of breach. Why yeah, didn't exactly. they tell their customers? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. And, you know, it can affect iPhones and iPads and other Apple devices. So, you know, if you were lulled to think over the last couple of years, oh, I got a Mac, I don't have to worry about, you know, uh, malware, not so much anymore. Uh, so you got to be very, very careful. Uh, I know, do you, you know, I have it on, and the new computer just came with McAfee, and, and I've I been notorious. I won't use McAfee. Well, for, <laughs> I've been notorious, frankly, for years in using no antivirus except what Windows has built in, Windows, Windows Defender. Windows Defender, yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I use. I don't like the intrusiveness of the things, and I am very careful about what I click on and where I go. And Well, I do have I to recommend one that goes yeah, go over ahead. and above uh, Windows Defender. And that's mm -hmm. malware bytes, yep. yeah, that's which good. is an excellent, excellent. Uh, as a matter of fact, malware bytes was a contributor to that report. Yeah. You know uh, that you were just talking about. Um, they do a great job, Marson. I don't remember his last name. He was the founder, and I knew him way back when they were a little nothing company. Right, and he was doing customer service. I have to tell you, Malwarebytes keeps an active thing. It plays well with Windows okay. Defender. You do yeah. have to pay for it. But when that little pop-up comes and said, cutting connection because we don't like this website. Yeah. That doesn't come yeah. from uh, Microsoft Defender. It comes from uh, Malwarebytes. So, yeah, I think it's it's kind of important. And it won't cost you $4.4 million like the Colonial Pipeline had to pay off when they hacked into their system and shut down uh, and caused panic buying gas shortages across well, the Well, you country. know, I didn't even have a story lined up, but they have found out 
that there have been many companies, many companies who oh, have been yeah. breached yeah. with um, ransomware, and they've paid the ransom. I know it's crazy. And, and that doesn't make it to the news. We're going to talk a little bit later in the show on how you can protect your Windows PC from ransomware, and you're not right. going to believe how simple it is. So Yeah, yeah. just be careful because it's crazy, and you don't want to pay off somebody to get to – I mean, that's aimed, obviously, at big companies who can afford to do that. But they could even do it to you personally. You can get yes, hacked. Yes, they and, do. You know? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's the story. Uh, so – yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you said uh, you had a story about uh, iPhone taking infrared photos of my face all the time. What does that mean? Right? What the hell? And, you know, I said that to an Apple user. Oh, sure it does. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it yeah. does. It does. Um, a TikTok user shared a video of an iPhone snapping infrared images of the user's face every five to ten seconds. Yeah, what? You know, and all, you know, my, my iPhone friends say, ah, something's wrong with the phone. Yeah. Well, you know, Apple says, yes, this is part of the True Depth IR camera, which contains an infrared camera and an yep. em infrared emitter. When your phone detects your face, no matter what, it emits, ready? 30,000 infrared dots that generate a map of your face to capture 3D motion data. That's a lot Apple of Apple devices that do this are the iPhone X, or do you call it a 10? What, what, is 10. it X? I call it a 10. 10. Yeah, 10. Okay, iPhone 10 and later models. And iPad Pro models that contain yep. the A12X bionic chip. Right. My husband puts tape over his face yeah. camera. Yeah, yeah, on on his both his tablet and his iPhone, but yeah. very few people do. And yes, it's true they are. It is taking pictures of you to learn your face even better. Yeah, a thirty thousand infrared dots again. Another advertisement for our computer technology radio tinfoil hat. Yeah, because right. I'm pretty sure it protects you from those infrared dots. Right. Uh, and I, I don't I think that's... you need protection, but I wouldn't want my face being scanned continually. I just yeah. won't. Yeah, I know. That's a little crazy, but yeah, that's what's okay, going on. Okay, so you have now. an important story here on how to save battery life on the iPhone. And I think this is really important for everybody. Yeah, I, and it's important to know what you can do to have your battery uh, not diminish as they sometimes do. Uh, you want to avoid temperature extremes with your batteries, both high and low. Uh, when you use a lithium-ion battery. You want to minimize the time a battery spends at either 100% or 0%. Uh, so you either high or low. You don't want to be at either one of those for any long period of time. Um, they they PC Magazine actually came up with a story, uh, recommended avoiding fast chargers because fast chargers degrade the lithium-ion batteries more quickly. Uh, you can change some of the settings in your phones, in your iPhone, and basically... But um, wait, raising my hand, if, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. But if the fast charger is made by the phone manufacturer and you're not right. using some third-party weirdo thing, is it still deleterious to your battery? I mean, that's what they're indicating. They didn't say anything about the fact that, you know, oh, if it's an Apple charger, fast charger, and it's Apple, it doesn't 
uh, degrade your battery. So I don't know the answer to that. I well, that doesn't that, seem right, right? I mean, yeah, you no, know. No, you're right. It does not. <laughs> but, then the, but, you know, Apple will be more than happy to sell you a brand new battery if you need one. Oh, will they? So, yeah, I hear, I hear they do that now. You know, can I buy oh, it? Please buy a new one. Yeah. Uh, you can activate what they call low power mode on your Apple, on your iPhone device. You just go into settings. Yeah, but that's battery. no fun. <laughs> no, well, yeah, no, we want more power. As Tim the, ta- Tim the tool man Taylor, you say more power. Right, um, right. It, so you go into your battery settings, you go to low power mode, and you turn that on, and that'll kick you into, um, uh, you know, battery. Uh, it's the best weapon you can use for not draining your battery. So that's something you can do. Uh, low power mode actually on the iPhone kicks in when the battery falls to 20%. So I don't know if I assume you have something similar on Android. Um, yeah, and I never use it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of don't either. I just either. plug in the phone. Right. And, and, you know, the thing with the OnePlus 9 Pro, which I still have yet to do your review on, I was down to 22%, plugged it in, and 17 minutes later, it was at 93. So, yeah, that's uh, good. But that was with the manufacturer's, you know, right. thing. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, we'll have to look a little further into that to see what they say about They the also have a wireless charger. I haven't tested that out because, honestly, what beats plugging it in and having it back up in well, 15 yeah, minutes, I mean, you know? Yeah, I'm curious about the, the wireless to see if, how well they work and how quickly they work. But uh, you can also adjust your screen brightness. If you go into settings, uh, you can go into display and text settings and text size. Go in there and turn on the uh, auto brightness switch, and that will allow you to keep uh, you know your screens diminished. Uh, By the way, a tech radio tip: you know, a lot of people change their screens to dark mode. Yeah, thinking that it's easier on the eyes. Right. Well, I read a study um, in some ophthalmologist journal this week that says. It may feel better to you when you do that, but in the long run, the deal is your iris, as you know, that's what lets in the light to your eyes, opens up wider when you've got a low light situation. Interesting. And that can cause you to have bad vision over time. So I didn't even know about that because I was kind of like in dark mode, like before I go to bed or something. Yeah. No, it's like the worst thing you can do for your eyes. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Uh, you can also turn off location services. We A lot of us use location services, which even though I don't trust it, frankly, uh, that's how your GPS works. And that's how you find maps and you find, you know, uh, areas that are local to you. But if you want to turn that off, that'll help your battery life. Just go into location services and turn that off. Uh, you can also turn off something called background app refresh. And you can go into your settings and there's a category that says background app refresh and just turn it off. That means it doesn't keep refreshing every few minutes when there's a, a refresh to go on with that particular app. Uh, notifications dig down your battery life. You know, at the front, you got a text. Well, it pops up on your screen, and that, every time you get a notification, you know, for most part, I turn off almost every notification on every app that I do. One, yeah, I find but have you annoying. noticed when the app um, upgrades, you know, when it, when it has an upgrade, do you notice the on. notifications <laughs> pop back on yeah. again? You have to whack-a-mole again. It's Exactly, and it's annoying, and I don't like these things popping up. Um, so you can shut that out. You can also switch to airplane mode. 
Now, now wait a minute. If you mode, switch to air, airplane mode, you might as I know well the phone say good night, nurse. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can do that. That'll save it. You know, uh, you can turn off Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and AirDrop. Uh, if you turn off your Wi-Fi and all that stuff. But again, you're kind of just, you know, when you do all of these things, if you do, as Marcia said, if you do every one of these things, your phone's going to be bricked. You're just not going to be able to use it for anything. Uh, Siri comes up with suggestions on your phone. You can turn that off. Turn off this. I don't know that you need Siri suggestions. Uh, so that, that, there's a lot more. But, that, you know, that just gives you kind of a uh, an idea. There are a number of things that you can do that will actually diminish the use of your battery. You can always buy a battery case, too. You know, uh, they, they were very popular. Yeah, uh, and you I don't know. know how popular. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm thinking even the phone cases we use make the phones hotter. Yes, yeah, so I'm yeah, not sure do. all around what we're doing wrong or what they're foisting on us to make us buy new units. Um, interesting, Samsung announced that they were going to give upgrades on four operating systems. So that's okay. at least four years. So you don't have to ditch your phone so quickly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I don't know how popular, you know, since uh, certainly Apple, Android's had uh, better battery life than Apple for a long time, or, or Samsung or some of those have. But now that Apple's upgraded the batteries to longer life, I'm not so sure you need a battery case anymore. They're nice to have. And if what you're do you traveling mean a battery you- case? You know, a, a case that has a built-in battery. You put your phone oh, in Oh, I understand. It, it like yeah, a Mophie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. right. Correct. Yeah. So uh, I don't know that you need this quite as much as you used to unless you're you're extensively traveling and you just, you know, are not going to be any place where you can plug in. Well, I mean, the um, way things are now, like when I have my, I have Huawei pod, AirPods things that look like the right. Apple AirPods. They're all the same. If I want to charge that up, I just lay it on the phone. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah. so, so a lot of tips. Uh, now, this that. one, Marja, you won't you won't like turn off your five uh, G because I know how much you like five G. So five G, five G does drain your battery. I will tell you that interestingly enough, because I've kind of been paying attention because I've been out and about more than I've been over the last fourteen months in different places. I went to the dentist. I you know I finally did some things I haven't done in a long time, and I noticed that there's a lot of five G five G that actually is popping up on my phone. Yeah, so we... you know. It's and that there, drains your battery. So exactly. So there's some stuff. Uh, why even? I don't um, even bother. All right. So I I anticipate what there's probably a couple of hundred thousand Android users. Is that right? Yeah. Right. What yeah. shocks? How many me, are there? And and that was amazing. So this week was Google's I/O, which is the developers conference. Right. And as a member of the developers group, I went to quite a few of the meetings, and one of the things they announced that there are over three billion active Android devices in the world. This doesn't include the ones in people's drawers. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And this doesn't count like Amazon Fire devices. Right. For example, or other brands such as Huawei who are not using Google services but are still technically Android phones. Right. So I thought that was very impressive. And there was a lot announced at the – Google I.O., you came up with a story that, hey, Google is opening a flagship store in New York. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Where they're going to be Uh, selling Pixel phones, Fitbit wearables. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting, and I don't know how well that's going to work. You know, Microsoft, I think, I believe this is correct, they've shut down their retail stores. 
Uh, I, you know, they for a while they were popping up, you know, much like Apple, and they didn't really have much success, I don't think, in the Microsoft stores like the Apple stores did. So I don't know how successful Google's going to be with their own stores, but you know, yet to be seen. So uh, that's coming soon, and uh, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see. That I don't kind know. Of I think is- it's kind of pointless. Just go to Best Buy if you have to try out a keyboard. Well, right, uh, one of the exactly. problems with a new tech device is you're not going to see any problems un- unless they are horrendous, you know, unless it's right. a manufacturing error. But for about three months down the line, you really don't know when that problem is going to show up. Right. And going to a store and touching a phone, come on, folks, it's marketing. It's you, you have no benefit from it. So, I mean, save money. Put the uh, stuff in Best Buy. Let everybody go to Best Buy and touch every brand and make their own decisions because you can't decide how good it is until you've used it. And then it's too late. So, you know, and don't read the early reviews on any product ever. Well, you know. And the nice part about the the technologies that we've advanced to is, you know, you used to go and let's say you went into Best Buy and you saw a price and you were, well, now how do I know if this is a really good price? Well, these days, you know, you got your smartphone, Google the, um, or whatever, you know, uh, device you use to find information and you will find the cheapest price. And then you can often, Best Buy does actually match prices. So if you're standing in a Best Buy store, you can show on your phone, hey, this thing, you're selling it for 80 bucks. I can get it for 60, you know, and they will often adjust your price. So uh, it's kind of nice to be able to do that. Was there anything other uh, that Google announced that was interesting? Well, Android 12, I don't know if you saw it, but man, is it beautiful. And as a developer, I, you know, had access to the, (laughs) to the developer's Android 12, and I have a brand sparkling new OnePlus 9 regular version that's just waiting for it. And the day that I was going to install the upgrade, I get a text, don't do it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I go, what? It seems there was a glitch in the software for the OnePlus, and it was bricking phones. Now, there was a way out of it, but you know the rooting and the reflashing and the nonsense that you have to go through to restore a phone once you've messed with the operating system, you're going to burn a day and a half. Right. But the story is they will have that out probably next week. The fix and for developers will be able to take a look at it. And, you know, I'm writing a book about Android, so I kind of need it. So Yeah, you know, I mean, I have to say when Apple comes out with a new update – I usually wait a day or so, and I usually go on the internet and find out whether there have been issues with it. Because from time to time, you will some you'll run across an article, and some of yeah, the tech this, people say, "Don't upgrade." Yeah, but this isn't a generally available update. This right, is right. the developer's update, which is even worse. So, yeah. but the interesting thing is, like your lock screen or your home screen, which is right. kind of cool. You know how we all have the time and temperature on there. Depending on how much stuff or notifications that show up on your home screen, the size of the temperature and the little graphics you're going to have on there will change Mm -hmm. to accommodate what's – there's animation all the way through the phone, which I think it's stunning. Uh, You can match colors. They call the new design language Material U because Mm -hmm. you can change anything. Um, new yeah. and there's a redesign to widgets. 
uh, bolder, quick settings tiles, simpler settings menu. It's absolutely beautiful, and I think, seriously, it'll probably roll out officially in August or September. But I think this is going to be a real turning point for Android because in writing the book, you know, I've found certain things that you can do and differences between phones, which is interesting because Android is supposed to be Android, but oh, no, it isn't. When you're dealing with a brand-new $300 phone versus a brand-new flagship phone, you're not going to find all the same options. And that's probably because the different manufacturers have different chips inside the phones and can only do so much. So, yeah, it's great when you can get a deal on the phone, but you may not be able to get all the new features, which right. I looked at uh, GSM Arena is one of my favorite websites for comparing phones. And if you get a three-year-old flagship phone, will be the same price as the $300 now phone. Hmm. Yes, it'll be three years old, but it'll have all the features right. because it has the advanced chipset. Yeah, that's right. Nice. So also Android 12 has new privacy features, which is great. Um, I don't believe it, but I believe it's more privacy from apps, and that's what's important. Right, um, exactly. It will – you can revoke app tracking privileges all from one screen. It, it's a lot more safe. They had a weird thing, a video booth where you can make video calls to someone and you look at each other in your holograms. Yeah, lovely. Okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> And yeah. they talked about the Wear OS. Now, Samsung had originally announced they were changing their phones to Tizen or Tizen. That was their operating system for their watches. And it seems nobody cared for it. <laughs> so Samsung then is partner partnering now with Google on new smartwatches, which I find very interesting because, you know, Google owns Fitbit. Yes. And Fitbit is not part of this collaboration, even though Google owns it. So I think that's going to be interesting to see what we come down come down the road in Android uh, driven features for the f- yeah. watches. So some cool stuff. Yeah. Cool. So uh, yeah, they're having uh-huh. all kinds of the stuff and lots of new tools. So I I think it's definitely great. But the next story we have to get into Microsoft. Yeah. This because is, uh... this is huge. And who knew? I didn't know. Did you know that Windows 10 has ransomware protection built in to the operating system? I did not know that. Yeah. I tested this out on a laptop, and it was there. They weren't BSing us. It was there. And, where, and how did you find it? Okay, here's the deal. You, you know in that stupid Cortana bar in the lower yeah, left-hand yeah. corner? Uh-huh. Just type yeah. in ransomware protection. <laughs> Yeah, and in fact, I started just now. I started to type that, and it, and it came up. Do you have to yeah. set it? Yes. I mean, you have to turn it on. Yes, you'll be given the option depending on on which version of Win- Windows ten you have. Right. Uh, you may have to have a second step to go through it, or you may be able to go directly to controlled folder access. You can select right. then whether you want it on or off. Some versions of Window will allow you to select certain folders you want protected. I right. say, hell yeah, let's yeah. 
control folder access to everything. So it's that simple. Type in ransomware protection in the Windows 10 Cortana search bar. Then you'll be given the option to controlled folder access and turn it on. Bada bing, bada boom. And it's done. I mean, that's bit. I don't know how long that's been there, but I think that's fabulous. Yeah, that's great. Uh, they also the other piece of uh, big news was that you can say goodbye. Oh, and goodbye by the way, that's in- part of Windows Defender, which you, we talked about right. earlier. Uh, you can now say goodbye to Internet Explorer starting in June of next year. Bye bye. Oh, uh, they're disabling the use of Internet Explorer and redirecting users to Microsoft Edge. Uh, they announced last week that uh, don't they, they say Microsoft- this every year? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know that they said this before on uh, that it was absolutely going away. Uh, apparently, Microsoft Edge, which is, by the way, a very good browser. It is a good I mean, browser. It, yeah, it really is a good browser. So don't be afraid to use it. Uh, it was originally launched. Uh, IE was originally uh, launched in 1995, but it's been completely irrelevant in the market. It's got a 3.8 percent share of desktops. Google <laughs> Chrome, which I use mostly, uh, has 70 percent share. So uh, they've stopped, they're going to stop uh, bundling Internet Explorer, although it is still in Windows 10. So it's still there. They haven't taken it out. Uh, but they also, you know, you get 12 messages. Wouldn't you like it's to make It's not on mine. Edge? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I think I have it on mine, this new computer. I, I don't have it. All I have is the Edge browser. Uh, if, oh, and let did me you type look, in. Did you type? Let, I was going to say gonna type, type it in and see. Internet Yeah, me too. Explorer. Yeah, it's there. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a yeah, minute! I just there. clicked it to open it, and I yeah. assume it opened. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, no, it's still there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but Edge is the one that they automatically put in your taskbar. And again, as I say, Edge is a very good browser. You know, I, we all become accustomed to things like Marsha and I were saying. We we use Google Chrome, uh, but at, uh, at Microsoft Edge is a very good browser. So don't it's be afraid not to use letting it. Me, it's not letting me close it. No, I'm stuck what? with this. <laughs> Wait, what? There's Switch no to ex- Chrome for Windows. Yes. I can't. I can't. Everything I click, this is ridiculous. Now I can't close this. Seriously. Oh, that's, bizarre. <laughs> that's really kind of bizarre. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, that, I'm glad I didn't open mine. Okay, there you go. Oh, it had opened a tab. I haven't oh, used okay. that one so long that I forgot how to use it. Yeah, exactly. So you had something interesting coming up um, before we talk about PayPal's payment plan. Uh, you got a new Dell laptop, and you had a great yeah. customer service experience. I did. And I want I mean, to I had... know how to great, get great customer service from Dell. Well, they knew. Yeah, they knew me. So <laughs> no, it was really an interesting. I was given a Dell gift card. A good size mm-hmm. gift card as a gift, and I decided I was going to get myself a new laptop. And you know, because I still work from home now, part of the time, you know, part I'm going back to the office, part I'm you know started going back to the office a little bit, but I'm still working from home. So I decided I, you I was going to bought get... a new one. I did. Well, I bought one a year ago when the pandemic started, and it was a Dell, and it works fine. It was a little bit of slower one, and it was a little bit heavier. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to upgrade this thing. So I decided to go to the Dell store and with my little gift card and buy, you know, one of the new uh, Dell computers. And I ended up getting the Dell Inspiron 17-inch, <clears throat> excuse me, two-in-one laptop computer. And it's a touchscreen, which I didn't have on the other one. 
And I'm a huge touchscreen fan. I use my iPad all the time. So, you know, that's where most of my stuff comes from by using the touchscreen. Um, and it's got a very narrow border, border. So the whole thing is virtually all screen, which is great. Uh, it's powered by the 11th generation Intel Core processor. It comes with a Windows 10 Home Edition. It comes with 512 gigabytes of uh, memory. Okay, so, okay. So we got all that. And on Dell, you can add anything. So let's get to the yeah. good part of the story. Well, <laughs> for one, I don't want, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the laptop. Then I'll tell you about the customer service part of it. And it's a two-in-one, which means it folds completely right. over and becomes a laptop computer. I, I'm sorry, a, a, uh, a tablet. Yeah, but the problem with those is those are so heavy. I want the lightest tablet known to earth. And that's why I I don't get a two-in-one. I'm a manly man, Marsha. I can lift over 10 pounds. So I think this weighs about three pounds, something like that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's uh, 5.36 pounds. Uh, Unless you you fill the hard drive with all the information. And as we know, it gets heavier. heavier It's much heavier there. Um, And and this one was about $1,500. So I, I actually had my gift card was $1,500. And the amount came to $1,588. So I went on the website to purchase the computer, and I needed to add a second credit card on there because I had to pay for the additional amount that the gift card didn't cover. So I went in there, and I pushed a button, and somehow I must have pushed the wrong button, and the purchase went through. I went, oh, I don't know why, but my gift card paid for the whole thing. Well, like 20 minutes later, I got an email from Dell saying, "Uh, sorry, you're gift card didn't go through. We'll try again tomorrow. So I went, oh, I screwed this up. So I called Dell, took me two phone calls to get to the right department. And I got a terrific guy who is in India. And I explained the situation to him. And he said, uh, yeah, let me see. We'll probably have to cancel the first one. Use your gift card. Because he said to me, is your gift card going to work and refill automatically? And I said, I don't know. I, you know. I haven't used this before. He said, well, let's try it. So he then went in for me, replaced the entire order. He took the gift card. He took my credit card. He filled it in. He, because I'm a Dell whatever member, he yeah. expedited my shipping. And all during this, we were having a a great conversation, but a sad conversation about, because he's in India, what was going on with the coronavirus in India. And he said it's been just brutal. Nicest guy in the world. And uh, he's getting his first shot in the first week of June. So they're finally starting to get some vaccines there. But he placed the order for me. And he said, okay, you'll have it June, I think it was May 27th. Well, sure enough, two days later, the computer ended up at my door. Okay, so I can totally agree with you that the purchase process from Dell and their customer service people at the time of purchase bend over backwards for you. Did you buy the extended warranty? I did not. Okay, I did. And boy, was I glad that I did. Yeah, I know you've had these. I would rather tell the story because we're running short on time here next week. Right. But it was a a nightmare. And because the people were only in India. They would contact me at 10 p.m. at night to to yeah, you know to go into the computer and, and check things. Right. They sent people out twice replacing parts, and I kept telling them, "No, no, it isn't that part. No, it isn't that. This is a software issue. That's something in the you know downloaded software." Right. And right. nobody would listen to me, and I went through two weeks of almost every day getting the damn call at 10 o'clock at night. 
Wow. And then they're bugging me on Twitter. Is everything all right? We want to be happy with your deal. No, it's not all right. No, it doesn't work. But I work during the day. And can you give me an appointment time? Can you tell me when you're going to go? Well, 10 p.m. Right. at night? No. And the problem is, is that all their That's tech ridiculous. support is in India. And it's not, yeah. and that has nothing to do with being from India. It has to do with the fact that it's a different time zone. And well, it's right, a way different time zone. Yeah. So, exactly. and I paid for the extra, you know, where they'd even come here to do it. And indeed yeah. they did. They, they did. They came here and repa- replaced parts that didn't need replacing. Wow. Well, yeah, it was one, a nightmare. This comes with a one-year in-home yeah. after they remote service. So right. they come well, to the house for a year, yeah. I got the extended warranty, and my problem happened a month after that expired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, after it expired. Oh, so you had yeah. your computer for a year? And yeah. then it went bad? Oh, I thought it was brand new when it went bad. Well, no. And the problem is, well, basically it was brand new because I didn't use it a whole lot. I got right. it just before the pandemic. Oh, got it. Okay. And I was using my old computer. And you, you remember what we all went through. Eh, a sure. new computer. I'll play with it later, whatever the heck. Right, exactly. Which is why I was glad I'd gotten the extended warranty. But anyway, eh. We'll we'll see how yeah. it works out. I hope it does. All right. Well, I hope it does. So you got uh, a right. quick buy of the week, real quick. Uh, this is yes. This is the time of the show. We search the planet, the universe, and Best Buy for the buy of the week. Thank you, Hans. Uh, talking about good prices on laptops. I mean, the one I just described to you was an expensive laptop. But if you're looking for something that's a really good laptop that you can get, you know, kids are probably going back to school now. Uh, schools are going to start opening relatively soon, and some have already opened. So Best Buy has the Lenovo IdeaPad, which is a 15.6-inch touchscreen, again, laptop. It comes with an i three uh, Intel Core processor, 8 gig of memory. Uh, memory, 256 gigabyte solid state drive, comes in blue, pretty color blue. And uh, you can get this now on sale at Best Buy. It normally runs $449. You can get it for $399.99. And you know what? This is a really, you know, especially if you had an older laptop that you haven't replaced in the last couple of years, you're going to find this, even though it's an iCore, uh, Intel Core i3, uh, my new computer has the i7, but this one will be fast enough for you. It's fast enough for college kids. It's fast enough for you to use in your home as a backup. So if you're looking for a nice, inexpensive laptop, again, it's the Lenovo IdeaPad, um, and it's a 15.6-inch laptop at Best Buy. Model number is 81WR00FUS, and you can get it at Best Buy today for $399.99. Let me just say something quickly because we're running out of time. So you brought in the story, PayPal's pay in four, lets you pay off purchases over time, interest-free, up to $600 in four installments. Now, interest-free, you really think they're giving you something? When you apply for a loan, you have to give them all the information, every piece of information. This looks, smacks to me of a serious data grab. If you don't need it, don't do it just because it's interest-free, because basically what they're doing is getting more data on you. And if you want to give it to them, great. But, you know, that's what it is. Simple, easy, 
Uh, I'd love to argue it with someone from PayPal, but they wouldn't. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, do we want to? Do we have enough time here to next do your, week? We'll uh, do how to convert VHS to digital because that's so important. I learned something about how the VHS tapes are degrading as it as we live. So we're yeah, going to save that for yeah. next week. See any movies? I saw Oxygen, sci-fi movie. Have you seen it? I have not. No. What, See that Oxygen on? and be sure to. Go to the bottom of the screen and get it in English, not French with subtitles, because that's the default. Oh, it's, I'm uh, fluent in many languages, so that's fine. But for it, me. it's really good. I recommend it highly. It's uh, intense, sci-fi. It's pretty amazing, and it'll keep you. It kept us attuned every minute. So it's a French film, and it's on where? What streaming? Uh, Netflix, service? I believe. Netflix. Okay, on and Netflix. it's called Oxygen. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. A lot of new TV will be coming out. They've canceled a lot of television shows over the last uh, couple of months. They've just just gotten rid of a bunch of stuff that, you know, pretty popular shows as well. Uh, one of the NCIS franchises, Mom, went away. So they're going to be coming out with some new television series, not necessarily network stuff, but there's some things that are coming out that look kind of interesting. Uh, there's Lizzie's Story, which is, you know, we were talking about how Apple TV didn't have a lot of great stuff. Uh, this stars Julianna Moore and Clive Owens, you know, heavy-duty actors who never, you know, these people never used to do TV. Now everybody's doing TV. Uh, so that one is coming June 3rd. And that's it for us. So listen, everybody, please don't drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. Have a great week. And please tell your friends, if you've enjoyed our show, we work real hard each week to give you the best in tech news for consumers, for regular people. So stop by. This is Marsha Collier, Mark Cohen, and Hans, the producer. We're here for you each week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.